We've got uh, Tony Christie on the line, so uh, we'll get um, yeah we'll get to that uh, Ford Trophy, but we've got to talk about the, what to me is one of the great stories of the weekend sport, and that is uh, Matatua. They are of course the 2023 Super Rugby or Picky Champions. By doing so, they become the first team to end the Chief Manawa's unbeaten run since the inception of the women's competition. It puts a full stop on a short season, but despite the five weeks uh, that have now been and gone, it's cause worthy of celebration, and I'm sure. Mata too did just that over the weekend following that uh, really close win 32, uh, 33-31 if you're watching it folks you'd have been on the edge of your seat uh, joining us now is the Mata too assistant coach Tony Christie Tony thanks for your time how cool how cool was that man I've, I've seen celebrations um, on the field I didn't see anything off the field but I've seen the celebrations on the field it's like they won the World Cup for goodness sake it was brilliant yeah, an, an awesome moment, um, and the girls here yeah, definitely did celebrate both on and off the field. <laughs> I'll bet the coaches did too, with with reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had our own little management breakaway last night, so now it was good to, to finish the season on a high. Did I see uh, footage of you arriving home to a quite quite a good reception? Yeah, yeah, that took us by surprise. Um, we've got some awesome fans um, in the South Island, so yeah, it was really nice to see them at the airport with both family and. Uh, and fans. Yeah, it looked really cool. It really did. Uh, right, uh, the Manawa were up uh, 19 points. You're underdogs going into the game, but you you, uh, you knew that going forward. 19 points uh, after uh, around 20 minutes. What's the feeling in the coach's box at that stage? Yeah, we're obviously disappointed with our start. Um, all in our preview, we talked about not playing with the Chiefs' strengths around um, their forward pack. Uh, so we were really keen to not give them any penalties early and uh, play down their end, and it was complete opposite. <laughs> so we knew as soon as we uh, played our own game that we could get back into it. We've got a team that can score a lot of points, so that was our message all week. What was their feeling? Um, what did you, you say to them? I mean, you know, here's the, they're up against a side never lost. Uh, let alone anything else, uh, playing through champions. So what, what was your feeling uh, during the week as you looked at it? Yeah, we always had a lot of belief in our team. Um, and one key message we drummed home a week is if we look across our squad, um, both FBC and World Cup, we had championship winners in there. Um, so that was our key message. Um, yes, they may be in the, the highest performing team, um, but we had full belief in the, the team that we had and our tactics going into the game. Right, um, key moments in the game. Uh, the Amy Duplessis run to set up uh, Renee Holmes was uh, was pretty beautiful to watch. The fullback uh, Renee had, a, had such a great game with both ball in hand and the boot. Um, <clears throat> you've got a, a great nucleus. Uh, if you look at deeper into the squad, there's a lot more quality there than perhaps that first season reflected. Yeah, yeah we were definitely um, disappointed with our first year. Uh, we nailed things off the field in our first year. Um, we grew our identity. We had a strong belief in who we were. Um, but we didn't put the performances out in the field that we wanted to. Uh, a couple of reasons for that. The, the format probably didn't suit our style, our profile players. So first year it was less um, minutes, 70 minutes, and less ball and play and rolling subs and that. Um, so being a fitter, faster team. We didn't quite allow ourselves sometimes to get into those moments. We could take um, the opportunities of playing to our strengths. Um, but this year, coming into the competition, we knew we had no excuses. Um, we needed to get better in a few areas, particularly around our contact areas and, and handling pressure and being able to execute. And um, I think we showed that on Saturday, which was really pleasing. Incredibly, yeah, you turned that 19-point deficit into a, a three-point lead uh, with less than uh, five minutes to go in the first half. Um, 
It's never easy, actually. It's never that, always that easy uh, if you've never won before against a side like that to, to protect the lead. How did you feel they went about that? Yeah, we were stoked with um, that area of our game. We, we do a lot of work on game scenarios. So on the Thursday, our practice, our final hit out, um, we go live against each other and we get some other girls into our squad and we'd practice those scenarios all year and um, how to close out a game. This is a scenario, for example, up by three, up by four, two minutes to go. We're in this area of the field. What do we do? Um, and I thought our leaders took real great control on Saturday in that area. Um, and Renee Holmes obviously stepped up and took some of those crucial kicks. Um, so it was really cool to see from her because she took a lot of learnings from our loss uh, against the Hurricanes earlier in the year around that. Yeah, um, I watched the last um, the last phases of play as well, and I don't know about uh, you, but these days I watch rugby, and I've got more than half an eye on a referee because you just know at some point an arm's going to go out, and uh, there will be a penalty one way or the other. What were your feelings? On, um, basically, could have been taken away from you. I, I looked at that decision. I thought, really, what were you thinking? Yeah, we were definitely thinking the same. But I just want to make it really clear. Like, I thought the referee had an outstanding game. Um, for that whole game and yeah it came down to a moment at the end and yeah we didn't think that was the right call but um, that that's the, the nature of being in control in that position um, breakdown is a contestable area as a matter of interpretation yeah. so um, yeah we were quite relieved obviously when the, the kick missed because yeah we <laughs> thought we um, did enough in that game to deserve it so yeah really happy I was, I was sort of drawing a parallel to the Women's World Cup uh, earlier this morning where uh, Carolyn Drouin missed that kick for France. The could had ended, ended the Black Ferns campaign right there and then. And I thought that was quite a, a big parallel to draw because some of those uh, players, of course, would have been on the on the right end of that. Yeah, yeah we're lucky enough to have um, a good nucleus of our squad, as I said, being World Cup winners or, or SPC. So um, a big focus of us this week was running our own race. So no matter what happened in the game, just sticking true to what we believed in, which was our DNA and how we were going to beat the Chiefs. And um, yeah, I guess at the end it came down to a moment of wishing um, that it didn't go over. Right, let's look at uh, the competition as an entity itself, uh, if we can, uh, because there's been a lot of talk, Tony, that um, it's too brief. It's too short. Right here and now, having been the champions, I would imagine it was just perfect for you. Uh, but overall, where do you think it can go from here? What can it grow to? Yeah, definitely would love to see it go um, from further rounds and then ideally one day hopefully going into um, Super Rugby Pacific type competition uh, with overseas games. But um, I just think we saw all the teams get better and better as we the competition went on. Um, and the style of rugby obviously went from strength to strength. So, yeah, hopefully um, we can continue to build on this because I think the fan base is increasing as well. What would you like to see, Tony? What, what structure would you like to see? There has been talk of even Australia being involved at some point. Yeah, I'm not too sure about the structure. That's probably well above my paycheck. But um, what I'd like to see is it be something uniquely distinctive to the women's game. Um, I know we had a big decision around our branding if we were to go down the line of the Crusaders, Highlanders, obviously those are organisations that support us. But uh, one thing we were really um, keen to do was create our own brand um, and be something really separate and unique. Um, and I think that gave us a lot um, going in throughout that tournament around our identity and our belief. So hopefully if we can kind of create something, obviously using the experience of the men's game, but have it something distinctly unique to the women's. 
Right. Um, tell us about your uh, your coaching combination and and where um, Tony Christie's going to head from here. What what direction would you like to head in, Tony? Well, I'll speak about the others first because um, I've been really really fortunate to to work with two outstanding coaches um, through Canary FBC and Matatu and that and Blair Baxter and Whitney Hanson and um, starting with Blair to begin with, he's an exceptional head coach. Um, he gives full trust to you in your respective areas. Um, and full autonomy um, around what you want to do. He challenges you. He has some good questions and some conversations to get you thinking. Um, but overall, he leads the program really well. And then Whitney Hanson is an exceptional human. Um, I've never coached with somebody who understands their players as well as she does and can get the best out of um, each individual. Um, her game knowledge in, in all areas is outstanding and um, one day she's going to be a very, very exceptional head coach, hopefully for the Black Ferns in the future. Um, and then lastly, yeah. we're really lucky to have yeah. have Dan Cron join us. Um, he's had years with the Hurricanes means. Um, he's also a Tonga at the moment. Um, so his experience, because as I said earlier, we needed to improve around the contact areas and it's set piece, um, and he did that. So, no, an outstanding team to work with. And finally, um, on yourself, well, um, you've achieved this goal, of course. What about looking forward? Um, coaching as a professional, um, full-time professional for you? Yeah, yeah, that is the goal. Um, a few opportunities potentially coming up, so we'll see there. But um, I'm back to work tomorrow as a school teacher. I've got the, the mighty Shirley boys on the east side of Christchurch. So I'll be back to teaching year nines uh, tomorrow morning. You happy with the, the support? Um, aside from the fact that it's all too brief, uh, were you happy with the, the support that uh, the, the tournament, um, <clears throat> I guess you've got to call it that, the competition, the tournament, um, received uh, in terms of uh, bums on seats, etc.? Yeah, I think um, it's definitely growing and our game at Napunawa in Christchurch I thought was the perfect venue for where women's rugby is at the moment. Um, a, a smaller, family-friendly atmosphere. Um, so the Crusaders um, are doing a, a wonderful job to, to support the women's game. Um, Colin Mainsbridge, the CEO, and Sierra Munro, the general manager, um, they've been fully supportive, resourcing us and everything we need, um, both on and off the field. And I think our marketing team did an amazing job in, in growing the game for us. Well, terrific to talk to you, uh, Tony. Um, amazing achievement. Absolutely fantastic, I think, to come from nowhere uh, to win it in such a short space of time. Credit to the coaching staff, credit to the players. Absolutely brilliant. Enjoyed it as a spectacle, and um, I hope uh, it's uh, just a starting point for you as well. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Smithy. Pleasure.